Welcome to the Mystic Fool. <laughs> I'm Martin Worth and this is the Mystic Fool. I had the pleasure just recently of sitting in the studio with David Bauer. David's a great friend of mine and he and his wife Mamiko are the co-founders of, of an awesome healing modality called Lemurian Healing. And Lemurian Healing is a modality that originated from the goddess temples of Lemuria. So we sat and we chatted and we intended to talk mainly about Lemuria, which we did. But we ended having a, an amazing rambling conversation around ascension, around um, collective consciousness, around time, and of course, around Lemuria. Enjoy. Cheers. Yeah, I was enjoying our conversation about the pandemic. We were saying that um, maybe the pandemic, maybe the pandemic <laughs> might have been um, the beginning of that, that shift. The shift that we're talking about is the separation from old earth to new earth, um, which is, uh, is played out in the um, the approaches and the attitudes that people take towards the resonance of that particular time. So I'd be really interested in your point of view on that. Yeah, and and the the splitting off of two quote two arts, two different time tracks. Well, I would call them levels of consciousness that they're separated. For me, those the the new earth quote unquote new earth yeah. and the old earth. The separation is is more of a a difference in consciousness than it is in timeline because I think when you start talking about time it just makes it a little bit more complicated True. because it's like okay how are you measuring time what's the relationship with time and we know from Einstein and all the relativity that time is just an illusion and depends totally on the observer mm. right yeah right so so for me the, the the bifurcation of the old earth new earth is more about shift the change in consciousness where the separation means the frequency of conscious awareness gets wider and wider that gap gets wider and wider yeah and it might have the pandemic might have triggered that event in not so subtle ways mm -hmm. but also it could have been creeping along and you know been happening for many years but Totally. The pandemic was just a really powerful inflection point. Mm, a node point almost. Yeah, where it's yeah. like, okay, now this separation has been gentle, and now it's moving into a new phase where the separation or the gap is now going to be getting wider and wider and accelerating. Yeah, and I think the yeah. polarization had been building for years. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of just like, okay, you know, when you've got some embers in a fire and it's just smoking a little bit, but then you reach some kind of critical mass or not, not mass, but critical point of heat. And all yeah. of a sudden, all of a sudden the log bursts into flame. Yeah. It kind of felt like the polarization was exacerbated or roared into a flame during yeah. the pandemic. But I don't think it started there. It was... No. building for years and of course social attitudes and yeah. politics and 
Well, and, and you guys even pass it possibly being uh, millennia as well. Yeah. 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 Because um, the cycle, you know, we talk about we talk about cycles of time. Sorry to mention the T word again. No, no, no. <laughs> time time about, is important. We talk about cycles of time, and we talk about the, you know like the the precession of the equinoxes, twenty six thousand years, where we go for um, eleven thousand years through. Um, they say a time of darkness, but I don't like to call it that. It's like a time of perhaps normal evolution of yeah, Earth. it's like this 11,000 years of normal <laughs> of normalness evolutionary experience. and then there's 2,000 years where we come into like some people call it a photon belt I, I think it's probably a photon belt um, of really high energy and then we come out the other side for 11,000 years and there's another at the other side there's another 2,000 year time of enlightenment or time of ascension perhaps and so I think um, it's, you know, we've been talking about the age of Aquarius. People have been talking mm. about that since the 60s. Mm-hmm. And that's apparently when we moved into this age of Aquarius. Maybe, maybe those energies, off-planet energies, have something to do with, um, with precipitating this spiritual evolution. Yeah. Because a lot of people were talking about uh, polarization throughout mm. the pandemic which from what you've just said, I just thought, oh, polarization. Because we are really talking about a polarization between those who would choose the way of love and light and those who would choose the way of struggle. <laughs> and to say, fear to say and a lot doubt. Of, yeah, yeah, fear and doubt and such. And uh, resistance, I suppose, even is, is in the, oh, yeah. the negative side. Yeah. So, um, and people are talking about, you know, the polarization between the um, those who believe there was a pandemic and those who just let it ride over or even and then on the other side there's those people who who really pushed against it you know yeah um, and also then there was the second wave of polarization was when the vaccines came in and how people are choosing one side or the other and i wonder if those energies uh, correlate maybe not fully because it's an it's a, i can see it's an interwoven kind of energy but that's the sort of polarized. That's the sort of energy choice that we're talking about, isn't it? Yeah. However we label it, it just it seems that we are we get a dose of of kind of new energy, new light that really accelerates conscious evolution during these two thousand year periods. And sometimes when I try to picture it, it's like um, like a creek or a river flowing downstream that. Sometimes when it's flat, it's kind of meandering. It's still moving forward, but it doesn't seem that dramatic. It doesn't seem like it's mm-hmm. it's a swift moving stream. Obviously, there's variation, but then all of a sudden there's, you get a vertical drop, or you know, it narrows, and all of a sudden it becomes white water rafting. Things move very fast, very turbulent. You can navigate it, but you have to be aware. Hmm. Right. So for me, these 2000 year periods of special influx of light are kind of like, okay, things, energy is moving faster. Evolution is happening quicker. Yeah. You know, things are speeding up and you've got to hang on because it's going to be a ride. Yeah. And it does seem that um, time does speed up in those in those moments. Yeah, I feel like definitely. 
Yeah. Well, in those moments. Well, the illusion of the illusion of time speeds. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Because you know it's interesting with time how when there's a strong emotional charge, whether it's positive or negative, when there's a strong emotional charge, time goes really fast, like a, a, like a traffic accident. I taught, I taught first aid for, for years, and one of the big deals is that, you know, as soon as you notice the event, write down the time, because by the time you've got into helping that person as best you can, you'll have no idea how much time has gone past. You know, and it's similar when you, when you're doing something you really love and really like, time flies, and then um, take out the take strong emotion out of the equation. Sitting, waiting, I'll spend a fair bit of time on picket in the army. <laughs> right, time drags under those circumstances. So it's definitely we definitely create this. We create our own flow almost with time, don't we? Definitely, and it and it. it and for me, it has to do with how much life force energy we're letting th flow through us at any yeah. given moment. So the, it's not the emotion <clears throat> that calls it. The emotion is the indicator that you've, you've opened the valve mm. and you are allowing... Because we all have heard stories and we've maybe had experiences where you react and act in extraordinary ways when you want to. Like yeah. when you're not thinking about what's possible, what's not possible, what is someone going to think? You're not even there. You're just opening up and saying, "I need to do this now," and you're open. <clears throat> you open up your conduit to let whatever you need, whatever energy you need, flow through you. Yeah. Like exactly. the mother who lifts the heavy automobile off of the child. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's just, totally. and the emotion lets you know that. You know where you are in alignment, but most of the time, most of the time when those things happen, it's yeah, I think it's just like somebody is like cranking up the gas. Let more, let more energy. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. There's a saying that I heard just recently that when when desire arises, mental capacity increases, and I think it's along the same lines. And desire is not talking about about anything necessarily sexual. It's about the desire to do something. Perhaps the uh, inspiration to um you know it's like you get an idea to do something like a podcast or 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 something release a course and um it's at that moment in time when the inspiration comes through to do something that the energy's there and you say oh I'm busy right now well, that's, oh, that's the thing and that's that's it i know it's a great example because I see this in my own life. Not that I'm, I'm not proud of it. I wish I was much better at this, but when you get the inspiration, that's just an indication like, okay, this is what life is supposed to be. You're supposed to focus on something that you desire mm -hmm. and allow life force energy to flow through you yeah. so you can experience that desire, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. But so many of us are trained to enjoy that moment of inspiration. It's like, oh, what a great idea. And you get, you know, you get, the next thought, the next thought, the next thought. And then you start thinking, oh, what if people don't like it? What if, <laughs> what if nobody downloads it? What if, what if I get a bunch of negative con? You know, yeah. But we're kind of trained to cut off our own desire. Whereas you, yeah. if you just stay with the pure inspiration, yeah. and some people are really good at that. They get the inspiration, 
and they they don't think about why is this not going to work they're just thinking oh show me the next step to make this work where's yeah. the next step yeah because there's that capability to stay in the energy of the inspiration the desire whatever it is that actually is the energy of that thing <laughs> that actually propels it and creates it in its purest form because when it's first conceived that's its purest form you know and on to add to that you wouldn't even be able to conceive of it unless everything was all already lined up yes. it's the same thing as like you can't have a question without the answer simultaneously mm -hmm. existing you cannot label something as a problem yeah. unless the solution simultaneously exists so the fact that and just using the podcast example yeah the fact that you could even have the idea oh i'd like to do a podcast so many things have had to line up for you to even have that thought and say oh yeah that would be something interesting to do yeah so yeah. so it already exists yes it already exists the essence of it already exists but rather than go with it and go yeah this will be fun so often we just go what about the technology? Yeah. What about, what about the, the platform? What about this? What about that? Yeah, and you think you start thinking of all the reasons why it's going to be difficult or not successful, yeah. and yeah. There's a fellow who um, I think it was Joe Vitale, who I was listening to one of his um, probably a podcast <laughs> actually, and he said, "Have you ever noticed how you get an idea and you don't act on it?" And then a couple of months later, you realize that someone else has actually already done it. And you think, damn. And he says, he reckons the universe gives the same inspiration to a dozen or so people because the universe knows that only one of them's going to act on it. <laughs> well, and the thing is, and that's, that's the neat, that, and that's a neat thing about this collective consciousness is that... Mm. An idea becomes available, right? Yes. A thought yes. leads to a thought, and all of a sudden an idea becomes available, but that idea exists in the collective consciousness. Mm. So it's there for whoever. And I think it's funny sometimes where people argue or compete and say, well, I came up with the idea first. And, you know, it's like it's a very, very third dimensional human view. It's like, no, it was out there. It was out there for anybody and everybody. <laughs> access yeah. no you, one can really lay claim to it the universe is advertising listen up yeah 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 and that's true and it's true for everything you know true for all things like that by the time you've yeah you've got the inspiration then you've talked yourself out of it somebody else is going to do it so <laughs> it's going to have to run with it <laughs> yeah yeah wow that Got us away from the pandemic, didn't it? <laughs> but it's all related. It sure is. Yeah. yeah. And I was, as I was mentioning to you earlier, I just really feel like, okay, if I was a non-physical and I was here kind of helping to guide the evolution of human consciousness, something like the pandemic is just brilliant in its simplicity, but also it's and galactic effect on everything on so many mm. levels of human society and so many the, I mean the majority of the human populace at the same time yeah it's like yeah. wow that's a shift in collective consciousness yeah you couldn't you couldn't script something 
as powerful and pervasive as a global pandemic. That's right. It's just, it's, you know, I'm, I'm not saying the pandemic was something we glorify or anything, but I just thinking in terms yeah. of human evolution, it's like, wow, brilliant. Yeah. We do spend a lot of time, well, I don't know about yourself, but I have spent a lot of time looking at it and in the initial stages of the pandemic from a very negative point of view, from the control point of view and, um, and so on and so forth. And um, for me, that was what it dredged up in me. Mm. The fact that I don't want to be controlled by the government, by the World Health Organization right. or the New World Order. And I um, kind of slipped a little bit into some of the conspiracy theories around it at the time. Uh, whether they're true or not, it's not the point. Um, I slipped into that thinking. And um, it was when I realised that I'd slipped into that thinking and started to do something about it that for me, that was an evolution for myself. And I know other people went through similar ones. Um, a common evolution that I found with people was where they were completely isolated and um, their own sense of self. A lot of people, well, I know quite a few people who came for healing sessions because they really didn't like being in their own company. Their social life had been stripped away. Their work life had been stripped away. They're single and stuck in a house on their own and really had to come to terms with who they were themselves. And these things, you know, it all sounds a little bit negative, but actually it's really good stuff. And another reason why I say the whole pandemic from an evolutionary point of view is, was just brilliant in, in, in its simplicity because it forced so many people across the planet to not just let the status quo continue ticking along because so many of us had I can't think of a better word but we had issues whether it's self-esteem self-acceptance you know yeah. deciding what's really important in our lives where do we focus our time and energy so a lot of things we've just kind of pushed off to the side for so many years that the pandemic said no here is your pressure cooker here's your <laughs> your crucible of evolution a personal evolution and healing yeah we're going to force you to face these things mm -hmm. and decide whether you want to evolve past them or devolve into and them. stay yeah stay yeah. in the status quo yeah and that's the split isn't it yeah that's it that's the polarization the split um i know that for some people including myself once i decided that coronavirus the coronavirus had no part in my life, then it was like I was kind of in a different dimension, a different universe, because I, I kept working. Um, I, nothing really changed in my life, other like once I'd sort of stopped listening to Q and <laughs> all those other things, nothing really, nothing was really affected in my life at all. Um, I guess because I chose, I made a choice to just get on with things and not be bothered by the narrative, maybe. And I think you're, you're hitting on something that, that was essential to most of our, our experiences across the world. 
in our own personal evolution is that was a, it became a choice point of conscious evolution, meaning, wait, this doesn't have to control me. Mm -hmm. There are gifts and benefits here. Yep. The sooner I recognize them, the sooner I become the observer, the easier my life will become. Yeah. Thank you, pandemic, for giving me this opportunity. Or you go in the opposite direction and then you're rallying against and you're resisting and complaining and basically giving into the victim mentality, which is I am not in control of my own reality. I'm at the mercy of the government, my neighbors, whatever, right? You yeah. give away your power or you accept yeah. the fact that you are all powerful to create your own reality. Mm -hmm. It's interesting what you say about the organic rallies and stuff. I just had the thought that realistically, they're, they're, they're really still just asking the government for permission. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, and that's, know, that's, I want this to change, so I'm going to go and make the government change it rather than just saying, hey, I'm going to walk on the path where it's changed and catch up everybody else. Yeah, and there's, <laughs> and there's, there's the fallacy that, <clears throat> that, well, most humans believe that they are not in control of their lives, that, yeah. they, that they feel they are the victim, that thing, life happens to them. That, but, you know, from, from a more awakened point of view, you realize... No, no, I attract everything that I experience in my life. I'm the sole creator. Mm, absolutely. I am never, I'm not the victim of my my spouse, my neighbor, the government. Yeah. But you that 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 is a huge choice point. Mm. Do you do you give in to the life happens to me or do you embrace life happens for me? Yeah. Yeah. So obviously there's like a level of things happening, collective consciousness if you want to call it that. Um, which, you know, Pretty much created the pandemic. Shall we just accept that as a? Oh yeah, we all attracted it magnetically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then within that magnetic attraction from the collective consciousness, um, perhaps a little bit of input from the universe to sort of push the evolution of the species along. Perhaps um, within that, then with then the choice as to what you're going to attract out of that situation is. A slightly different thing so I'm sort of just seeing a little bit of difference between what humanity is going through as a perhaps a, a stage and then we choose what part we're going to play within that within that narrative and I don't feel a separation it's just a difference of you know what we're going through individually yeah necessarily makes up the collective yeah right so yeah. it's 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 the gross sum of all of us doing this yes yeah. that makes up the you know yeah a part of the reason why in um, December 21 when there was a lot of talk about um, about an activation of a uh, of an energy at Uluru in Australia and um, there was it sounded a little bit fearful, um, but there was the thought that there had to be a had to be a certain mass of number of people within the collective consciousness who were who were who were resonating that energy to bring that through. Otherwise, it wouldn't happen. You know, which I thought was interesting perspective, and 
yeah so if we didn't get x number of thousand people resonating then it's kind of like we've missed the opportunity now maybe that's true maybe that's like missing the opportunity of a of an inspiration to to do a podcast start a thing or, or something but on a on a on a conscious collective level rather than just an individual level yeah but also just l labeling something a missed opportunity or a failure is just a human perception it is of, definitely a human perception, human perception like yeah. that that there are no mistakes there are no failures it's just experience yeah. experience experience and um, I do think there's a there is a critical mass component to all of this mm -hmm. and just like in your own life right yeah it's almost like sometimes things don't change unless you've reached a critical mass of not letting things change so yes. and then the dra traumatic event the drama comes out because yeah you've reached that critical mass of yeah and you resistance it. or yeah. whatever it is that and finally it's like oh you get the release yeah yeah so I think I think there is something something to that you know where we reach a tipping point and, and maybe the pandemic maybe there's some tipping point opportunities within mm -hmm. the pandemic I think so but I don't feel we're yet at the point where enough people have recognized their personal power yeah. That, and remembering that they create their own reality. Yeah. Because once we do reach that tipping point, it doesn't mean yeah. a, a majority of humans, but I think there is a tipping point number where yeah. there is going to be a dramatic shift. And I yeah. think, you know, going back 2,000 years ago, I think Master Jesus came here with the intent to reach critical mass. Yes. And create some major shift in consciousness. Yeah. Not a failure. No didn't happen I think the way he originally intended to no true. and because he didn't have the internet <laughs> he didn't have right internet. yeah if Master Jesus had the internet you know, reaching a few people there in the middle think, of the desert kind I think, of thing <laughs> yeah I think critical mass would have been yeah but you need that critical mass in, in, in group consciousness for yeah you know the tipping point to give way to something huge and beautifully yeah. new well, yeah, it occurs to me as I'm listening to what you're saying that imagine, you know, people say, on this date, this is going to happen, you know. Imagine if that was, let's take that as true, that on, you know, the 31st of August 2023, the world's going to split into two, two harmonic pieces and, and some people are going to just disappear off the planet and everyone else is going to be left with a mess. Whatever. <laughs> That's one theory that I've heard. And uh, if that was time dependent, wouldn't it be wouldn't it be awful if it happened and you were the only one there? <laughs> so or there's a bunch of people that have uh, ascended with you and oh my god, I don't even like this. Yeah. So what I'm saying is there has to be a critical mass. There has to be and it can't just be time. Because God 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 inverted commas here. God would say, oh, I really didn't time that one right. <laughs> so it's got to be about energy. It's got to be about critical mass. Absolutely. And it's got to be the evolution. I mean, as, as we know, and we could have a great rave about time. Um, but, um, yeah, we create time in this dimension so we can understand it, you know. Uh, so it's not about time. 
It's about energy. It's about critical mass. Always. Yeah. Whether we're talking about things on an individual scale or a, or, or a global scale, yeah. that yeah. it is all about reaching, reaching that tipping point. And anytime I see someone say, on this date, this huge event's going to happen, it's like part <laughs> yeah, of me right. feels bad for them because they, you know, it's like this is <laughs> an arbitrary way we've determined how we're going to kind of measure the linearity of experience. Yeah. But it's not going to happen on a specific date. It's, you know, yeah. it's going to be when we've reached critical mass. Yeah, yeah. When the energy is there for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, Interesting. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> not before. It's like the cake is done when the cake is done. Yeah. Even though yeah. the recipe says put it in the oven for 40 minutes <laughs> or whatever, it's like, the cake is going to be done when the cake is done, not what the book says. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> there's so many variables. Yeah, well, there's a, probably a certain kind of context within which the cake is created, yeah, yeah. that the world is ascending, because we know Mother Earth has a soul, Mother Earth has spirit, Mother Earth is a living being, sentient being as well, and you know, she's on her evolution too. And we're all in this together. Yeah. Her evolution is our evolution. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel that in our current human experience that we're on an ascension path. Mm. And whether I'm alive to experience it, you know, in physical form mm. or not, I do believe that the current evolution and ultimate ascension of humanity is unique in that I believe this time is designed for for humans in physical form to experience ascension while maintaining physical form yeah. which is which is kind of an oddity in creation I mean given given all you know the evolution that's happened in the universe on multiple levels it's kind of a unique thing because usually this is the way I picture it, it's usually yeah. like I don't know here in Australia people people go swimming in the pool, right? And yep. sometimes it's like, okay, everyone out of the pool, take a break, we clean the pool, make sure everything's copacetic before everyone gets back in the pool, Yeah. right? Or for those of you living in a colder climate, you might think about the ice skating rink, right? At yeah. some point, everyone has to get off the rink, let the Zamboni clear the ice off, lay, lay down a new layer of ice, and it's like, okay, now you can skate again. Yeah. So for me, evolution has often been, okay, go have an experience, Back to non-physical. Incarnate, have another experience. Yeah. Back to non-physical. Yeah. But when I talk a lot about the Lemurian, this is why my opinions tend to be in the uh, minority and not so popular. <laughs> so I always try to remind people that there's a view of Lemuria, and this is the one I hold, that Lemuria existed at a different dimension. Mm -hmm. We are much higher vibrating, higher dimension, the veils between our incarnate selves and higher selves or eternal selves were very thin compared to the veils we have now. We were telepathic. We experienced near instant manifestation because we knew our thoughts created our reality. And so the entire reality of Lemuria was so different. And I'm talking mm -hmm. about not at the very beginning, but at, yeah. you know, let's get to the end of the Lemurian experiment. Yeah. We were so connected, so high vibrating, so at one with the world around us that 
the end of Lemuria was something we felt and knew was coming. It yeah, wasn't exactly. some surprise. It wasn't some, you know. But I understand third-dimensional humans look at these things and try to put them in third-dimensional terms yeah. and context. Yeah. It's like yeah. it was a cataclysm that there was, you know, there yeah. was people talk about survivors of Lemuria. It's like <laughs> I, yeah, I don't there think, was no I don't surviving think was involved. A cataclysm. I don't think there was a cataclysm but, for Lemuria. Yeah, but yeah. a lot of people do identify with that. Yeah, but That's I under, I've under, yeah. I've come to understand that the, it's a confluence of different memories of mm. you know dimensional experiences or realities that happened maybe on Earth, maybe in other realities. Mm -hmm. But that word Lemuria, and for some people Atlantis, trigger those memories yeah. and those experiences. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, the end of Lemuria was just hey we're ready this we've experienced and explored everything we can yeah. in this particular setup mm. you know it's like someone creates a stage play mm. there's sets there's costumes there's characters you set it up and go okay now go experience the story mm. it's like and then when the next production comes into the theater you have to clear everything away yeah create a new scene a new environment new characters new costumes and say okay experience a different story yeah for me that's been happening forever on this planet and Lemuria was one example of this but I, it happened yeah. at a much higher yeah. frequency so yeah. so yeah I yeah. totally totally feel that there were other dimensional experiences happening on earth at the same time as Lemuria yeah. not everybody people could have their beings could have been concurrently living in the same quote geographic location as Lemuria yeah but they weren't aware of it because they yeah. might have been in a third density and Lemurians yeah. were in a fifth density and just, yeah. Yeah. it's like angels. Okay, yeah. we're sitting in your in, in your studio space, which yeah. is yeah. very lovely and we are not alone. No. There are, there are some angels in, in this room with us. There are some spirit guides who have just been sitting around kind of like... Enjoying the art. Exactly, and, and, <laughs> and beaming. There's some nature sprites here surrounding your studio mm -hmm. that I know. So I can't physically see them, Yeah. but they're here. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And the same thing is like Lemuria existed in that kind of higher realm yeah. that if you were third dimension, you probably wouldn't have access yeah. to even seeing it. And getting back, just quickly back to the point about Ascension, because we are aware that Lemuria was coming to an end, mm. it wasn't a panic. Yes, there was that feeling of loss, however we could experience that like in a fifth dimensional reality of, of quote, sadness at loss, but not, it's not the same as, much more subtle than we experience yeah. those emotions here. But anytime that something goes away, something you feel so close to and attached to, there is, there's naturally some kind of feeling of loss or separation or maybe nostalgia. Maybe that's nostalgia a, is a, good word. a better word. Yeah. But we weren't yeah. scared. We weren't sad. We, you know, it wasn't a surprise. We all knew it was coming. And that's mm. where all of us were able to make a choice. Do I just leave the physical, you know, physical reality and return completely to non-physical? Mm. Or do I stay here and travel to another part of the earth plane with everything I've experienced and become a seed for that or a, a record keeper or an emissary 
mm-hmm. for that vibration and taking it off to another part of the world. Mm-hmm. So some people, some people in the morning made that conscious choice mm-hmm. to be emissaries, seed planters, rather than returning to non-physical. So for me, that was the choice rather than ascension. When I think about ascension, I think about the people of the people who actually built Machu Picchu, not the Incas, the people who predated the Incas, or the people who built the pyramids, not the Egyptians. (laughs) The people who built Chaco Canyon in New Mexico. Not the Mexicans. Yeah, they they got to a certain level of group consciousness where that small group of people literally ascended. Yeah, Yeah. reached that ascension frequency. and reach that tipping point. And the tipping point we were speaking of earlier and in the twinkling of an eye. Yeah. Yeah. But when I and think that's why you have these ruins left in the middle of the jungle and you think, where'd all the people go? Exactly. There's no yeah. there's no evidence of yeah. you know you know, physical death and Yeah. So one one level of ascension is physical death. Yes. Um and that's the natural cycle of of how we as a spiritual being um, experience this world on different levels perhaps starting off banging a few rocks together eons ago and now we're sitting in a fabricated studio with a microphone and an iPhone so you know but um, so that's you know the number of past lives that we've had you know each time learning a little more about love Joy, and that you don't have to bang rocks together to get your own way, so, so to speak. I'm being loose worded here. Um, so there's certainly an ascension each lifetime, um, but the ascension we're really talking about is like a, more of a collective consciousness. Yeah, that's interesting because I had not thought about the illusion of human death that we experience as an ascension. Because it's make me think that the ascension process is actually when we're in physical form. Yeah. But when we leave um, this physical yeah. realm, we're just returning to our natural state. Yeah. To to relish and enjoy everything we we experienced. Yeah. But but human physical death, for me, each one is not an ascension. I think of ascension of this, uh, these communities that reached a level yeah. of group consciousness yeah. that said, hey, we can do this. We can leave physical form together consciously. Yeah. Most humans don't, aren't consciously choosing their death and aware of you know, not doing it. Maybe, yeah. 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 But that's an interesting yeah. idea. When we do leave the physical form, that's when we get to become aware of everything we just experienced under the veils Yeah. that we're not aware of. Yeah. And we look back and go, oh my goodness, I can't believe, oh, that's so funny. I was so concerned about X, Y, and Z when X, Y, and Z have just nothing to do with anything. <laughs> They're so not important. And I, and I, yeah. But yeah, in terms of ascension, I like that idea that, that we assimilate all that we've experienced and get to appreciate it. Yeah. 
But for me, that's our natural, normal state. This is just a temporary... Yeah, this is an experience. Yeah. Yeah. As you say, it's a vacation. <laughs> yeah, it's, and we do, it for, we do it for the experience, and we do it for the fun of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's um, something I was thinking about yesterday and the day before, is, um, you know, we come, in, we come into this life. Okay, so we which is not really me, but <laughs> the, the me that is, my essential nature, um, whatever that might be, because uh, I think that's a really long subject. <laughs> Our essential nature comes in, born as Martin, born as David, and, um, and here we are to experience this time, and I'm air quoting the T word, this time, these parents, these circumstances. Um, also, this time, this this ancestral line, and this perhaps is more apt in these circumstances. Um, and whether there's a reason for this particular choice or not, um, we're here to make the best of it. Oh, but it is, but, but it is a very conscious choice. Mm. It is not for me. Not random. Not random, and and. This is something that I, I, I had heard many, many years ago that from non-physical point of view, coming into a human body is like a death experience. <laughs> and yeah. re-emerging into non-physical is what... It's like a birth well, It's experience. like a birth because... because we're, the wrong way around, you're saying? <laughs> yeah, but because we choose. It's like, okay, temporarily I'm going to focus a bit of my light into this dense body yeah. in this dense environment but f for me all of it is all of it is a very meticulous conscious choice oh yeah, yeah. that yeah. that the when the where to whom okay. in what situation yeah. what dna am i getting myself into mm. all of that is just and you have some friends or guides or teachers or whatever you want to label them as helping yeah. you create like this yeah. This is going to be fun. You're like the director who's or a producer of a movie who's getting all the, yeah, the elements together. It's like okay, we've got all the people we need. We've got people lined up. We got the circumstances, the timing. We begin shooting, yeah. on this day. Yeah, and, and it's all done to create. So it's like okay, have fun, create your movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's good, and that's like, one, life experience of many life experiences that that our essential nature has shared and are all happening concurrently in the now exactly <laughs> exactly yeah i sometimes explain it to people like you know you've got all these, you've got all these shoes in your cupboard right and if you're higher self let's say that essential we just call it higher self for for to save to, sure. give, to give us a term right i think that's a good term to use isn't it Higher self goes to the cupboard, opens the cupboard, and there's all these shoes. All these shoes have souls, you know, all these souls in the cupboard. <laughs> and there's, oh, I remember when I went hiking. I remember when I used to jog, and there's my joggers. <laughs> and I remember, oh, there's my dog Martins. I used to wear those when I went out. <laughs> and so there's all these, you can only wear one pair of shoes at a time, if time is time. <laughs> if time is time but when you look at all those shoes all those different um, different experiences that you've walked you see them all at once they're, they're, they're contemporaneous 
Yep, they're all and all those memories, kind of cemetery and yeah, sort of like, yeah, it's a probably a very awkward way, but a way of seeing how higher self sees all of our past lives and our future lives. Yeah, because, because or, what we consider to be future, but yeah, all because they're all simultaneous, con- concurrent. Yeah, uh, that's why I think, like yourself and myself, obviously, um, who resonate with Lemuria. Is it possible? Or do you think that that's the, the mechanism that we have had a future life, a future from this perspective in Lemuria? Because we're certainly not as ascended as we as we were when we were in Lemuria. <laughs> so have we, you know, have we had a future life there, which is contemporaneous on our time track as higher self, and we are here with that knowledge to part of our blueprint, as you say, there's a reason for being here to share that knowledge to help in the ascension of mankind that is that is very possible and not outside the realm of possibilities because yeah. but again this is about the human perspective absolutely and try to explain things in, in a non-linear in a long, yeah <laughs> but but because it's happening concurrently it's ex, it's accessible to us now as mm. much as our higher selves will allow that how thick your veil yeah how, how <laughs> you know how connected because any of those things that we can connect to yeah we're we're only allowed to connect to not allowed we can only um, allow ourselves yeah to connect with things <laughs> that that provide us some benefit in this life in this current time yeah this right current, yeah current incarnation and i've over the years talked to clients who said but i want to connect with this past life and i want to find out here and it's like okay well for whatever reason your higher self is not letting me access that yeah you don't need that right now yeah so yeah. you can try on your own but i'm saying you're asking me to do something i'm connecting and i'm realizing like there's nothing here that i can share with you because your higher self is like the gatekeeper mm-hmm. to any of that and i can't I can't go around or, yeah, you know, go above your higher self to try to yeah. get through the back door because it's just yeah. not the way it works. Yeah, yeah but exactly. we only have access to things that are, yeah, concurrent. But yeah, Lemuria could be a future experience. But you raise a really interesting point too about <laughs> we're not as ascended or not as high vibrating now as we were in Lemuria. Yeah. But again, since it's all just experience, mm. sometimes you want to go do something that's a little bit more challenging. Yeah. It's because you have more experience. You do are wiser. You are, for lack of a better term, an older soul with more oh. wisdom and knowledge. And it's like, yeah, that's going to be a challenge. I'm going to have another crack at that one. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to go do this dense human lifetime and in physical form because they're going through this huge mass consciousness evolution and I want to be physical for that and yeah. I know I can contribute and, yeah. I, and I want to be a part of that and so I might want to experience it <laughs> exactly exactly because I want to go through a pandemic <laughs> I've never done one before <laughs> for my for my and that I, I've come across other soul families yeah. you know with clients but my for my soul family I'm the only one that's physical on earth right now because mm, mm, mm. I'm the one having the physical experience for the benefit of my own soul family collective yeah doesn't have to be we don't all have to be here it's like here i'm doing it i'm doing it 
I yeah. said, let me, I'm going to go do, I'm going to go physical this time. Yeah. Me, me, my turn. Right. But it doesn't mean it has a linear progression of like, okay, now you've achieved this and you've reached your certification. Now you're allowed to do the yeah. next level, next yeah. level. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's not a, it's not grades. It's not all yeah. allowance. It's a, it's all about choice. Isn't it? It's yeah. always about choice and it's all about the experience. Yeah. You could choose to come into this incarnation in this time with about as much knowledge of things spiritually, I know it's a dangerous thing to say, as a very non-evolved human being and have a very weird and interesting existence. <laughs> or you could choose to have a few more runs at things to get your skills up. I mean, we know it's not all linear. I mean, like, and yeah, I like what you say. But it's, it, it's, it's, it's something you said, though, was when we were in Lemuria, and I know that's okay, because that's, that's how we say it, but how about when we're going to be in Lemuria <laughs> as well as another draw, isn't it? Because it's all contemporaneous. Yeah. And perhaps Lemuria is a, is a, uh, on a, on a, on a timeline of, you know, like perhaps a string of lights on a, on a party lights and there's these past lives and perhaps if they're assembled in any sort of order, they're assembled in level of, um, of, um, spiritual consciousness frequency from being a very dull red down this end to a bright, beautiful, <laughs> sort of um, violet at the other end, you know. I mean, I'm being very 3D about this, but somewhere in the middle here we are. We're kind of like a greeny orange heart color almost here, <laughs> and um, and we're as brilliant uh, indigo violet um, ascended Lemurian frequency up here, you know. So, but they're all on the same voltage line. <laughs> I think another, I like that image and, and, and just adding to that, I think if you imagine it as a spiral yes, and yeah. that you have access up and down, not only yeah. in terms of level, but also, I mean, you can draw a line between any two points in the spiral yeah. and yeah. feel a connection. Interesting. Yeah. One of my mentors, and this is going back 30 years ago, um, one of my mentors was explaining the current process of human evolution, human mm -hmm. consciousness, mm -hmm. and talking about the apex of that being the shift, right? Where okay, yeah. where we reach yeah. critical mass, we reach the tipping point, and yeah. there is there's this ascension dramatic yeah. ascension event. And he was explaining to me, he said, the shift has already happened. We mm. just have a vague memory of it. So here we are experiencing, knowing that it already happened. Yeah. But we're here. We're here experiencing. But there's a part of there's a there's a version yeah. of ourselves yeah. who are yeah. there at that tipping point yeah. or post tipping point experiencing it. Yeah. Totally resonating with it. Yeah. So, yeah, Lemuria could be past, present, or future. Yeah, because none of those actually exist. Right. So it's just other. Yeah. And we have access to it if we want. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's fun stuff to think about. Absolutely fun. That was the word that was coming to my mind. And it's it's kind of liberating when you let go of linear time and 
you know, past life, future life, and just say, okay, this yeah. is all me, this is all us at the same time. Yeah. It makes it a little bit more, it takes the pressure off. Like, I have to get it right. It's like, no, you're here. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. You're here. Have, enjoy it as best as you can. Yeah. Because that's, that's yeah. a, and for me that, and I'm still learning this day by day, that the fundamental choice is, are you, are you consciously enjoying this? By choosing thoughts that make this enjoyable or are mm. you are you allowing yourself to just be miserable and un unhappy and wake up with that feeling of dread and we we're, were talking mm. about yeah we're talking about last, last night just just yeah. just you know it's like it's a choice are you gonna find a way to make this fun and interesting or yeah. Yeah. are you gonna complain and drag your feet through the whole thing and go yeah, that's well. It. That wasn't very satisfying. Yeah, gee, I I really messed that up by creating all that negativity. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like we come zooming down to this planet, landing in a splat. Yeah, a couple of splats, a couple of cells, maybe <laughs> I don't know at what stage. Different different cultures have different view of when spirit lands into the body. Doesn't really matter. You land into the body and. From that moment forward, you start making assumptions about the world, and I guess you have to, because you've got to know how to navigate this third dimension when you've just been in this beautiful, everything at once dimension of connected to all things through all time and space. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like we just ended up being done, didn't we? It just felt like it <laughs> just went. You're done now, guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> Thank you so much, David. Definitely fun and satisfying.